0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we're doing a cool little thing where I didn't do the comic reviews last week, so we get to talk about all six of the Dawn of X comics today. And uh, between you, me, and the wall, I planned on that anyway because I uh, once we move to this monthly discussion of comics, uh, we'll be talking about all the, the six X-Men stories at once and uh, I think it's going to be more beneficial to have them all being at the same time. So I held off on the three from last week to discuss all six this week, because last week Excalibur, Marauders, and X-Men came out, and then this week Fallen Angels, New Mutants, and X-Force came out, all issue three. So let's dive right in, and I am following the specific order laid out in the back of the comic uh, for my reading order. Unfortunately, when I originally read them, I didn't. And I was like, "Ooh, I should look on the back of this." And I was like, "God dang it! It was uh, wrong, wrong order." But this is the order that they should be in. Um, it's number first one's Excalibur, which is by Teenie Howard and Marcus Toe, uh, Where we're at now is uh, it's kind of a story on Richter, and it's interesting because all those questions that we had when we were reading Dawn of X, or House of X, Powers of Ten. Uh, they're slowly starting to answer some of those ancillary questions we had, like, well, what happens if this? You know, what, what about this? And so, in this issue, it's what happens when there's somebody who wants to go to Krakoa but can't, or doesn't feel like they deserve to. And that's kind of the conversation in here. Richter's powers are, uh, pun intended, off the Richter scale. In this, uh, man, I wish you could see the. Uh, okay, I, you know, I, I'm, I do a lot of hand motions, a lot of moving around. Sometimes I'm dancing, uh, and then you can't see any of it because I'm just doing a podcast. But uh, these are uh, his, his uh, foot stomping is off the charts uh anytime he puts his foot on the ground things just go completely bananas it's like a uh i don't know that remember the name of the oh, it's that that dang it that electronic group uh they do uh, scary monsters and nice sprites uh man okay hey uh a nope no prize for whoever figures out who that is or unless i figure it out by the end of this but um yeah so every time he steps down the base just goes insane and he's like whoa i can't do this and then we get a really cool infographic too about uh again really great questions that i don't think people thought about but i'm just going to read a couple of these off because i think they're hilarious looking for dog sitter for one week for krakow trip uh has anyone been and can confirm if I, if phones charge uh tampons on the island serious question about childcare. 28 male looking for another pee for my pod uh let's see oh yeah power amplification and dulling on the island is there a soccer team on the island anyone want to start one going to krakoa this weekend via atlantagate meet up details Island-related relationship advice needed. Yes, another of these posts. But then Richter's post was power amplification and dulling on the island. Uh, And so it's basically saying, hey, you know, is anyone having problems? uh, Either, you know, powers being out of control or not out of control. And he didn't really get any answers, but... And, and I'll talk about that because we then move into the crux of this story, right? Which is Morgan Le Fay trying to essentially eradicate the mutants is how I'm taking it at this point. And uh, little baby Shogo, uh, Jubilee's son, is a dragon in the other world, which is really cool. So they make this explanation that when you're in Otherworld your thoughts come to life like you you can be whatever you want to be and so shogo being a little baby has a j- beautiful giant imagination the minute he walks in there he turns into a giant dragon and he, you know it's like this is him he uh he takes whatever form he chooses sort of thing and so that that's really great because he's kind of you know he's like it's like peach dragon this episode this issue is peach dragon in a sense uh but we also see too in this issue that it seems like at least for now, that uh, Captain Britain's brother Brian Braddock is kind of down for the count. He's he's gone. He has been fully corrupted by Morgan Le Fay, and she she kind of kicks them out. She says. Uh, There's nothing left in him to save Elizabeth. Take up your mantle from one reluctant warrior queen to another. Long may we reign. And so I don't know what her plans are. I'm curious, obviously, to see what those are. But on the the side bit is Apocalypse coming to get Richter. And that was awesome. Just because any time that I can get some Apocalypse action, I'll take it and uh, he was great in here he's trying to figure out you know what's going on he's still trying to figure out what's going on but then he goes to get richter because um i need a master he says i need a master of the stone itself because he's trying to what is it that he's trying to do he's just trying to experiment with magic and um mutant he says basically he's, he's using these magical stones and he says, "Mutant magic will not fade like this. I need to focus a focus that is superior and a master of stone itself." So obviously, you go to Richter, right? That's his powers. But uh, and every he's like shows up in his gate, and people are like, "Oh my God! Holy crap! This is apocalypse is here!" And uh, I thought that was really cool. Like no one's trying to kill him; they're just like in awe, basically. Like what the holy? Like let's get out of here. This is not good. And then he shows up to Richter, and he's like, I, "I've come to take you home." And he, but then it was weird. So he's like, "Oh, you know, I can't do it. If I step on the ground, you know, I, I, I can't even step my foot outside." And he's like, "Come with me. You can't. There's nothing you can break that I can't fix." And I was like, "Well, thanks, Dad." And uh, but then he walks through, and everything's fine. So I guess not. But the end of this issue is, uh, MI, Pete Wisdom from MI13, uh, Division of Black Air, is there, and he's uh, looks like he's looking for. Um, Elizabeth Braddock for uh, Captain Britain and you know what's funny I'm actually giving you these in the reading order that I read them so I'm so sorry uh, so like I said here's the back of the list it says X-Men 3, Marauders 3, Excalibur 3, then New Mutants, X-Force, Fallen Angels so I don't know if that's a reading order, because it's it's weird when all three of those comics come out the same day. It's like, well, you know, are you expected to read one before the other? They don't say anything. They don't say, you know, you need to read this one before you read this one. So I guess in, in that sense, it, and it doesn't matter at all, and it doesn't matter for any of these at all. So I'm going to just keep going the way that I'm going, which is next up, Marauders, which... Oh man, Marauders is probably in my top. Well, we'll talk about it after this, because after these three issues, there's there's a, there's some um, there's some shakeups, I guess you could say. This, in my opinion, was the weakest of the three Marauders issues, but that's only because we didn't get to follow the Marauders. We, we're following um sebastian shaw and his now resurrected son which in its own regard is cool i'm really glad that they showed something like this they go into detail about him coming back we get a little bit on pyro and it's all it's all in the past like when when pyro came back essentially but so this whole issue is him sort of preparing his son to take over as the red king obviously we know that's not happening that's not going to happen it's 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 Kate pride but by the end of this issue, again, the dialogue is just crazy in here. The dialogue is awesome. There's a, there's a spot in here where he says um, something about the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says He says, I've recently come from a meeting in London with the White Queen. For the good of the nation, we must set aside our red ambitions for you. I still have a place for you here. We need to tailor you in black for the time being, but do not dis- discard your red suits. The future is still being written. You may choose to make your own way, of course. The decision is entirely up to you. And I was like, ooh, very... Co-. Like, I don't know. The way that he writes Sebastian Shaw, Jerry Duggan, uh, and obviously art by Matteo Lali, cl- the finest art. And uh, just, I love the way that he writes him. And by the end of this, he gets a ship, a giant, looks like a, an attack freighter. And at the very end of this issue, though, we find out that it's possible, I think, that the White and Red Queens conspired to murder you, is what he says. And there's a little thing that almost looks like Kitty's hand through his head, uh, which would be interesting because we have not heard anything about this. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder, is he trying to set up a coup? Did that actually happen? I'm not sure. So we will find out as we dig deeper into that story next up x-men issue number three by jonathan hickman and lineal you uh this one takes place almost entirely in the savage land in terms of story this was a really boring issue this was a very uh and, and and i i stand by that but at the same time in terms of dialogue and character development this is an awesome issue so nothing really happens in this issue these these people called the horticulture h-o-r-d-e the horticulture show up on the savage land and they're trying to essentially um, take some crocoan flowers to try and figure out Krakoa and so that for their own means and it's a bunch of old women who have like 200 years of combined botanical experience between them they're like bioengineers and other stuff and they're trying and there's a whole infographic in here explaining them but like I said what's really great about this issue is the character development we get to see a little bit more of the quiet council And, um, he said, there's a a really interesting bit in here too, between, uh, Marvel girl and the white queen. And she says, Emma, nice of you to show up. And she says, uh, in with the wind, not a hair out of place. She says, gotta tell you, I love those shoes. Thank you, Gene. I would offer to let you borrow them, but I think you're a couple sizes too sm- I think they're a couple sizes too small. Ooh, what's she going to say back? That's so kind of you, but I'm not big on borrowing things. That's really more of your kind of thing, isn't it? Which I know for a fact that is a call out to her borrowing her husband, Scott Summers. I know it. Uh, she says, Haha, I deserve that. Want to get a drink later? And she says, sure, you're paying and she says, I always do. All right, now that we're all here, someone want to explain why I have this headache. And so that's you know, kind of because of the horticulture. But like that little bit of dialogue is just insane between the two of them. Because then when they show up to fight the horticultural people, she um, they're looking at them. And they're basically like, you know, we need to blast these people out of the sky. They, uh, and I, I called this out in the first issue. Uh, Hickman saying, you're using Cyclops. He was like, be careful. These apes have PhDs. There's another one in here. Uh, Emma Frost says, we've been invaded by octogenarians. That's unexpected. And, uh, Cyclops says, ladies, you've caused a bit of a ruckus and people are upset. Mind introducing yourself. And she says, we're horticulture. And Sebastian says, horticulture, like W-H-O-R-D. And she's like, no, which I thought that was a little clever play on words. But, um, so there, there, he's like, Emma Frost is like, Hey, Scott, like, I need you to, she says, so dear, if you could hit these ladies harder than you normally would, it would only make me love you more. And I'm like, hmm, so they're really pushing this, uh, this relationship triangle between the three of them. And honestly, I'm liking it. I think it is really interesting that they're kind of toying with us in this sense. Like They're not giving a clear answer for, um, uh, for what, what the relationship status is between them. And I like that. I think that's awesome. And I, I appreciate there being some sort of excitement and not even a will they, won't they, but a uh, what the heck is going on in the first place. Then we get Cyclops wrecking shop for a little bit, which was nice to see. He bounces his beam off of. Uh, uh, but uh, again, you know, and that's kind of bugged me. Literally everyone got taken advantage of. Uh, including Cyclops, they all got tricked and the horticulturists were using this goo that essentially takes away their power for a a little bit of time. So they all were kind of out for the count. And that's, um, and that's literally the end of the issue is them kind of showing back up at the council and saying, Hey, we have a problem. Like they basically took us down without a thought and uh, we were really ill prepared to deal with them, which is shocking, but that's the kind of thing that happens while professor Xavier is dead. So, Uh, makes sense next up we're going to talk about fallen angels issue number three also no and i had something that i wanted to talk about very briefly uh so we'll call this the midpoint break uh i saw and i really don't want to say who uh on twitter it's a comic book person because this is something i feel that falls on um it falls to a lot of comic book people but i feel i don't i don't trying to think what the word is but I, okay so uh you've heard of fishing and uh the pH phishing so when you get an email in your inbox that says there's a million dollars waiting for you I'm a saudi prince I'm a nigerian prince and I please help me my brother he's he's sick my mother she 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 has diamonds please if you just give me your bank routing information I'll send you a million dollars and please uh and obviously you're supposed to not do that you're not supposed to you know fall into those traps but i was i was reading a little bit about that and it's 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 a term called social engineering and what it is is essentially somebody some person place thing whatever uh is manipulating the psychology of the human mind they're tricking you and there it happens and this was part of i was doing a a phishing thing um at work just you know it was like a yearly training and uh, that was part of it It was like you know you need to protect uh protect the network and so like don't ever click on a phishing email send it to the phishing team that sort of thing because most of the time they had some statistics of like 90 percent of the time hacking into a company starts with an employee getting a phishing email and not realizing that's a phishing email because it says, you know, please, uh, I have 16 cousins and they're all stuck in uh, in Havana. Please, I will send you a million billion dollars to please uh, to get them home safe. Um and, and people fall for it, which is crazy. I mean, obviously, most of the time, let's be honest, we know we know what generation falls for phishing emails, right? It's the, it's come on, right? It's the boomers. The boomers typically do it, but uh, but there's another generation that's getting tricked in the same sort of social engineering, which is us. Uh, it's not technically a generation, but you could call it the comic book generation. So. Uh, Long story, reeling it back in, uh, these comic book creators utilize Twitter to just massively hype up their books, and it's funny because it works, it really works. And it drives me absolutely up the wall how much it works because it's happened to me too. And I'm actually going to pull up, I'm going to pull it up because I, I think it's a good example. I, I think I am going to mention who it is because um, they, they can own it because for the most part, the stuff that they make is incredible. And, and I have spoken, uh, you know, they can do no wrong. So you now know who it is, it's Donnie Cates. But uh, okay, so we're going to get to, um, I'm going to find his tweet. But essentially, you know, just this, oh this is going to be the craziest okay so here's here's one this this wasn't him but jim zub who is the the um creator or not creator but he was the one who's been doing champions he's uh about to start doing the serpent war conan uh he said read an advanced copy of thor number one by donny cates nick klein color and matt josebino with a stunning color cover by oliver copiel and Lo- laura martin the stage is set for an epic adventure in ways i didn't expect and that's a very good thing thor and company are going to tear up 2020 in all the right ways um boom there's one. Oh, here's what it was here's what it was okay i don't and this is what donnie said word for word and i'm gonna i'm about to break this down i don't do this a lot But I'm pretty damn proud of that crazy-ass Silver Surfer book my friends and I made. Thanks for supporting Weird Comics, you guys. First off, you're welcome, because I did support that comic. And also, I agree, that's a really weird and wild comic. But Donnie, you do that all the time. You constantly are talking about how proud you are of this comic, how crazy this comic is going to be. The worst part about it, guys, is Donnie is typically right. He's usually right. So in that sense, fine. But I'm talking about a blanket statement at this point, which, to be fair, we shouldn't be doing. But I'm a little I'm a little worked up right now, as you can tell. I'm just sick and tired of, uh, it feels like, the uh, the general population getting manipulated by these people saying... Guys, I don't know if you knew this, but I've got a little story coming out next month, and it's about to be on Final Order Cutoff at the end of this week, so you might want to go down to your local comic shop and tell them that you want four copies because, let's be honest, it's already going to a third printing. It's like, oh my goodness, go behave, like, come on uh and and yeah like i said marvel right now is killing it so for the most part those are accurate, but there have been a lot of times, and I can't I can't pick specific moments, but I've felt it when I'm reading the comic, and I remember Donnie or whoever saying that this, this issue was going to be nuts, was going to be crazy, was going to change my life, was going to give me a million dollars, and none of those things happened. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so did you lie to me? Well, no, technically they didn't lie to me, because you go back to the tweet and it says, this may be the craziest thing I've ever done. This could be the greatest thing I have ever created since the last greatest thing that I've ever created. This might be one of the most important and epic pieces in recent memory. Like it's the word choice is so specific. And and you notice this too with a lot of clickbait articles. They'll say it that way as well, like, uh, you know, oh, this may shock you. Uh, five things that you may not have known, and they do that in all those cases because there are gonna be people out there that are like, I knew all five of those things. I know why dentists hate me and why dentists hate these tricks. I'm doing all five of these dental tricks. They hate me. I go to my dental appointment every six months, and they're furious. My dentist, my dentist won't even see me. I have to, I, I have to see. I have to see a different dentist because he's so mad at me for these dental tricks that I've picked up. It, it, they're they're covering their butts it's a cya right so uh i just i i wanted to talk about that and touch on that briefly because all i'm trying to say is be careful out there all right there <laughs> there are there are tricksters there are scam artists and there are people fishing and sometimes <laughs> sometimes those people are close to home all right sometimes they are are sometimes it be your own people uh your own comic book people so just look just a heads up take everything with a grain of salt Uh, and, and this leads right into fallen angels issue number three, which I am loving the fallen angels art by Simon Kudransky. I am loving the writing by Brian Hill in this book, but I am also really bored with this book and I'm three issues in, like I said, it's not a bad book. I just, you know what I mean? When I'm paying for these books, I want them to excite me. And this is cool. They're fighting a big monster and, um, Psylocke explains to uh X23 like this is when this is when you get angry. This is when you let out your your nerves and then we get a couple bits of fighting but then uh-oh uh Cable has been taken by Apoth into this weird weird sort of world and now okay um okay fine. We'll see where that goes but then wait a minute. We get two infographic pages on the excerpts from the Scrolls of the Exile and uh, with an unknown author. So I I mean that's two extra pages that could have been a story and it's just talking about what I'm assuming is something look there is no solicitation for a fallen angel 7 So that means to me that there was going to be, or there was never going to be more than six issues. So that gives me hope that there is a meaning to these six issues, right? There should be some big thing. Is it bringing Psylocke back to the forefront of being a really powerful character in the series? I hope so. That's really what I'm hoping for from this because... Otherwise, what was the point, right? Like the Mara- all of these other stories are so clearly connected to each other. And this story just feels so disconnected. And it's on purpose because she doesn't feel like she's part of Kokoa. And she's trying to take on this Apoth character. So like I said, it's only going to be three issues at this point. I'm not saying it's a bad issue by any means. I'm still I'm, I just rated it. I'm giving it a four out of five stars. I'm just pointing out that and, and I'll point this out, I'm going to make, I'll agree, there was never any hubbub about fallen angels, there was never any holy crap, this could be the greatest book of all time in the current day, and it may, it may, it doesn't have to be, but uh, there was none of that, so, I, you know, granted, but there was 100% hype for the Marauders, for X-Men, for X-Force, and all of those have been delivering, so, you know, good on them. All right, New Mutants, issue number three by Ed Brisson, art by Flaviano. So we are getting to what I called from the very beginning, which is Jonathan Hickman is going to be handling the spacefaring faring event- adventures of the New Mutants team. Ed Brisson is going to be handling some of the other quote-unquote New Mutants uh, on Krakoa as they try to uh, bring people into the fold. So this entire issue uh, is Armor and Glob going to Nebraska to bring back beak and angel and not not you're not the angel you know this is a different angel they're married they have kids they have a couple chicken kids and um uh find out that the reason that they didn't come to kokoa was because uh chicken uh, beaks uh, <laughs> chicken beaks dad is is fallen ill and he has fallen so ill that they felt the need to um to share an infographic on the father's disease which is fine totally fine i'm glad for it, but i was hoping i hope it plays into something otherwise it seems like it's a waste right to have monus mo monus motricium dementia mmd which essentially is the same as dementia your body just completely shuts down and eventually you die but they give him some crocoan medication and boom he's better and they're like holy crap are you serious and it's like, yep, yep, we are. But guess what? There's a twist. There are some humans that have now showed up and they want medicine. What are the new mutants going to do? So we will find out in the next issue. But I li- I like that. I like that one series is handling two separate stories because then we're getting like three of these issues a month. So you're going to at least get a good bit of each story when you're doing them and in that case I, i'm loving it I, I really enjoy it the art is a little different than ed, ed um or rod reese's art for sure but uh flaviano definitely can carry carry the weight and uh it was really enjoyable to read this book so actually i'm gonna i'm gonna rate that one that's gonna be a that's a four out of five as well i enjoyed that one a lot now the winner of the of this week's uh, of these three so i guess um Yeah, you know, honestly, I'll say the winner of all six of them is this one, is X-Force issue number three, because we're finally getting some forward momentum moving. This is Benjamin Percy and Joshua Kassara. Uh, We find out kind of what was happening with Domino, but at the same time, they escape, and, you know, they're like, oh, we can't use our psionic powers, or Kid Omega's like, I can't use my psionic powers. Wolverine's like, well, then we need to run, because they're being chased by this giant body of a, like, it looks like a more, it's basically a, a human with no skin and uh domino whispers to wolverine she's like hey take off my power dampener like it's she's still wearing one he's like oh and oh and that scene actually i'm gonna just go right to it because that scene was great she says um he says i got a feeling our luck's about to change and the minute he cuts she he cuts that off he has all his psionic powers back he completely obliterates that giant monster which was great to see at the same time xavier's back and uh do we know what you know did everything go okay is my question they don't really show it they show him coming we actually get to see professor's face and eyes great looks like he's made it out okay and i think he has and again i think they were using his death as a plot device as opposed to being a shock because now um after this all, you know, people are wondering, oh, what's going on with Xavier? And he shows up. He's like, hey, I can speak for myself. I'm right here. And they're like, how do we know you're not a fake? He's like, you never knew in the beginning. Why wouldn't you not know now? And then walks away. But then we learn a little bit about the Cerebro sword, which remember Magneto made that sword out of the broken Cerebro helmet. He gave that to Xavier. and He's like, here, you need to like hang on to this because it'll protect you, basically. And um, but he he gets all of the X-Force together after this whole incident and says, he says uh, deniable operations basically like we need to these people are working from the shadows and we need to too right the the classic beginning of x-force but the way that he says this i really like he says um he says you followed there's uh the left hand turns a page the right hand makes a fist that feels right to me that feels like a force of good and then he says to me my x-force and i was like oh yeah oh yeah this is awesome And, and then we get the, the main bad guys, the guy with the peacock tattoo is how Domino had described him. Um, he's basically making a coalition of bad people. So we'll see where that leads, but I really liked that issue. So that one's getting a, that one's getting a five star on my app. But, um, yeah, so like I said, that's a good solid week. I'm a little bummed on some of them, but again, we're getting, we're getting rapid fire. Literally next week we're getting, I think we're getting all six again next week. If uh, memory serves me right i'll check my sheet here real quick um yeah we should be getting all six i know i did check on midtown's uh pre thing for next week i don't think i saw x-men or x-force but um i could be wrong i'll find out when i get to the shop though right and guardians of the galaxy issue number 12 my final issue with guardians of the galaxy comes out next week so we're going to find out what the hubbub was about so wrapping this all up bringing this story back to its conclusion guys uh it's just again watch out for that fishing watch out for people hyping things up because sometimes they're only doing that to sell comics and uh that's true and so we are gonna find out if that's the case with issue number 12 of guardians of the galaxy because that has been hyped up by donnie so much you've heard me say it before it's the culmination of death of the inhumans uh, silver surfer black the uh what were some of the other ones he did thanos wins all of his storylines they're all coming together in this one issue and if something happens i swear to god if if uh, if i'm disappointed i'm gonna riot because that is my right uh, no, I'm kidding. Absolutely not kidding. I um, no, I'm absolutely kidding. I I said not kidding, but no, I am kidding. I am all. I'm usually kidding. I am ninety nine percent of the time kidding. I'm not going to be doing anything, um, because I paid for the comic already and I I pre ordered it two months ago. So I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna have to enjoy it because I want. I really do want this to end on a high note. I think Guardians has been fun. And uh, and then we'll be focusing strictly and solely on X Men until the Midtown stuff shows up, and then uh, once we can kind of get that together, we'll get in with like Captain Marvel and Thor. I'll be doing those, but um, I, I've been starting to think more and more because I'm. I'm I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm. It's not that life is hard, but life can be kind of pricey. So I'm trying to cut down my expenses as best as I can. I want to start enjoying the finer things in life, like a like a good a good drink. Uh, no, I'm kidding, but um, like travel, I, I really do. So I, I, at some point, I could easily see in the future going back to just the Marvel Unlimited once I phase out all of these books, just because then I can read them all for free, essentially, or obviously, you know, 99 a year. But for the foreseeable future, we're good. No need to panic. I will still be doing these reviews uh, as they come. But for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy reading these comics.